Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Welcome to First Class Focus, Houston's business podcast where we keep Houston's business owners in the know about what impacts them the most. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt as we prepare for takeoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to First Class Focus. I'm Andrew Buchan with Action Coach Houston Inner Loop. And I'm Greg Mellon with Covert Marketing. Together, we host Houston's business podcast where we give real answers to real questions from real business owners. No fluff, no filler, just quick hints on how to improve and grow your business. Each week, we sift through dozens of questions that we get um, through our voicemail. We pick the most relevant ones and go through and find the experts in the field that can answer these questions. So, uh, Greg, can you answer? Can you answer? Can you introduce uh, this week's guest? Uh, I definitely cannot answer. So, I would much rather introduce our guest. Yes. Um, yeah. So, this week we're beyond excited to have Savannah Bessaril with Go Savvy. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Savannah. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, what, before we get started and dive straight into the topic, which is just so up your alley, it's not even funny. Um, why don't you tell? First, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So my background is all things events. I grew up in new music and I was a singer and musician, then became a certified audio engineer. So I ran sound for concerts, festivals, uh, pretty much anything that needed sound. <laughs> and then uh, to top off my education, I decided to open up uh, my own company and run a uh, event planning business called Go Savvy. Uh, and how many since starting a business, how many events would you say you took part of and helped plan? Gosh, it's difficult to put an exact number to it, <laughs> but I would definitely estimate at least five hundred or more over the past twelve plus years. Wow! Oh, geez, it's more than I expected. <laughs> so you know a little thing or two about events. You could say that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll bet you have some stories to tell, but we'll save that for the actual podcast. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into that, let's you know make sure uh, if you have a question out there and you'd like an expert just like Savannah is going to be talking about the question for today, um, we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call on our phone number, which is 832-377-7998. It goes straight to voicemail. So if you get a great question at four o'clock in the morning, you can call and leave the voicemail. You're not going to interrupt anyone. Doesn't matter how obvious, silly, whatever the question is, we'd just love to hear from you. Make sure you leave us your name and company, or at least the industry that you're working in, uh, so that we can give you the relevant shout out, and also make sure that we're combining and understanding the best uh, and best and brightest questions out there. Awesome. Yeah. So, with you know, without further ado, today's question came from Ruth, who owns a retail store here in Houston. It was interesting because we received a few dozen calls and voicemails from Houston business owners last week. And I think what's happening is each week, our podcast is just getting plugged to a different group of people because mm -hmm. each week there's an overwhelming focus on a single industry. Um, this week, it was a lot of retail questions and kind of the core of them all had to do with events. So that's naturally why we wanted to bring you on. Uh, so today's question, like I said, comes from Ruth who owns a retail store here in Houston. Let's listen to her question really fast. Hey there. My name is Ruth. I run a couple of boutiques in the southwest side of town. And while I was listening to your podcast show, which I think you guys are doing such a wonderful job, 
And, well, I have a question. I'm working on opening up a third location, but I want to do things differently this time around. I want to host a fabulous grand opening that the community is sure to remember, but I don't have a clue where to begin or end, and the last thing I need to do is go crazy planning this big soiree. I'd appreciate any help you could give me. Thank you. Anyway, so the main gist of her question, at least how I interpret it, so then you tell me if you interpret it differently. It's just, how do I host a successful event for my company? I assume there's a lot of right ways to do it and even more wrong ways to do it. Absolutely. And boy, is that a wonderful, loaded question, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for asking that. So how to host a successful event for your company? Well, it definitely depends on the type of company. Um, You mentioned retail, uh, but basically there are many ways to host a successful event event for your company. It really just depends on uh, the goal that you have in mind behind that event. Uh, what, you know, what is most important to you? Is it, is it raising funds by, by selling X quantity of, of your product or service? Um, is it raising awareness of your brand, building leads for your company? Uh, you know, it really depends on that. And once you figure out what that goal is from there, we can scale for a successful event. Yeah, it's perfect considering our first episode that mm-hmm. Andrew and I were doing before we opened up the line for questions was all about goal setting. So you're speaking on language. And I do really like, you know, although we did receive, you know, Ruth's question is specifically focused on retail. I would really like for you to expand beyond that as well. So you can talk about retail specific, but obviously there's a lot of other organizations and a lot of the different industries. Sure. So I would like to make sure that we can cast a wide net and answer non-retail questions. Really, you kind of hit up the nail on the head already. We know a little bit about why it matters, especially why you set those goals. Um, do you have any sort of examples about why that would matter or what you're talking about? Yes, I do, actually. So in regards to uh, past stories or past experiences, I'll bring up a great one. We had uh, a event called hashtag girls night out or hashtag GNO. (laughs) Clearly it was all about women. And uh, the main goal of this event was uh, women empowerment and indulgence. But we also had certain sponsors that wanted to, to advertise their products. BMW, um, there was a sparkling drink company. I can't remember the exact name, Mm -hmm. a tequila. And so we had to have specific brand and product placement throughout the event in order to effectively market the product and help them increase sales. Their goal was to get X amount of tags through social media. And through that event, we helped encourage those tags. In in benefit of doing so, the attendees, whoever did the most hashtags or did it within a certain time frame or um, and tagged on social media, they got free products from it. So that event was a very successful event in that not only were we able to allow the attendees to really enjoy their time through all of the immersive art exhibits, mm. but it was essentially one of those Instagram-worthy events, mm. you know, those fads right yeah. now where you create a, a immersive art experience where the person is able to be involved, go into the exhibit, take pictures of themselves, and then post it all over social media. So and I apologize. I probably should have preempted with that to start <laughs> off. <laughs> but so, yes, it was this event for women to help them with that, but also to showcase specific products and get their brands out there. I love how specific their goal 
was to mm-hmm. want this many hash tags or tags to our event. Now that is the perfect example of a specific goal. So what are, I guess back to Ruth's question, is just the overarching how to go about scheduling and executing and launching a, a successful event. Kind of why don't you try to walk people through some of your process and how you approach these things on you know the step-by-step process you take to host a successful event. Sure. So it's essentially a giant checklist. <laughs> Love checklists. Yeah, it's perfect. A very detailed checklist. Uh, and not to overwhelm you, but that checklist can include anything from logistics, such as dates, times, season of the year, outdoor, indoor, urban, suburban, country, you name it. Um, does it include dogs? Is it family style? You know, that kind of deal. Um, and then you get into the more specific, such as venue, catering. Production. What is production? Mm-hmm. Anything from sound, lighting, staging, special effects, even video or, or photography. Entertainment. Decor. Marketing. And marketing is a really, really big one whenever we provide purpose-driven events, such as the hashtag GNL event. Mm-hmm. You re- that's a whole umbrella in, it, in itself. And then add on security and safety especially most recently given the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. Safety is at the forefront of our minds Mm -hmm. currently. Mm -hmm. Travel and parking. And then you can't even forget about the fact that you may need additional hands at play during the event. So you'll need either volunteers or additional planners. Uh, And then CSM. What is CSM? Uh, Customer service management. Mm -hmm. That can apply not only with your business, but also throughout an event, such as attendee management event flow, experience, their actual experience from when they register to the event to attending, entering right into that door, all the way through their exit. And then let's not forget research. What does research mean? Well, you may want to hold a fabulous event, but you may not know when is the right time to do that. Hmm. What's the best day of the week? Mm-hmm. Time of the day of the week, you know, general location, given your demographic, it's very important to understand and know who your audience is so you can cater your event to them. And then, I mean, gosh, there's just so much more. Yeah. And this is fantastic. You can tell you've been doing it a while because every time you're making a point, I'm like, oh, I want to ask this follow-up question. And then you go straight into answering it before I can <laughs> ask. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you know, you're doing, you've been doing this a while. What about... Can you give us an example? I'm sure you've got dozens of them of one where somebody failed to account for either all of these components in a checklist or even just one specifically. Yes, yes, I had, which I won't, you know, put any names out there, (laughs) (laughs) but I did have one client, uh, great person, great goals, sparkling personality, sparkling personality, (laughs) always. always. They was it Greg? No, sorry. I was going to say, wait a second, is this my event? (laughs) No. That will be that will remain to be unsaid. <laughs> but no, just kidding. They were great clients, and they did have some great goals, and they even had a very unique event idea that was at play. And so we were very excited to work with them and host this event for them, plan it out, run it, host it, break it down, everything. Uh, the only issue was the client had in their mind a very specific time and day of the week that they wanted to host this event. Hmm. Well, to clearly put it. Their demographic that they were trying to host this event for, they weren't going to be available at that time. <laughs> it was a little too earlier in the day. People were still be working. It was in a very busy part of town where we estimated traffic to just skyrocket, at least here in Houston. As you know, it gets pretty crazy. 
And so we strongly advise them, look, you may get some great RSVPs, which it was a free event. So, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, this is a difficult time frame and a difficult location and day of the week to do this. We recommend this other day, this other time, going later in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, they're very adamant about their decision. So we went with it. We ended up giving, getting about just under 100 RSVPs. Again, really exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But by the, ta- by the day of the event, there ended up being two car accidents on the freeway that the event was close next to. And due to the time, less than 15 people showed. <laughs> yeah. So they were pretty disappointed about that. And at the end of the event, they just weren't sure if they wanted to do another event again. It kind of went sour for them. Mm-hmm. Um, despite right. our recommendations, despite us trying to encourage them to try different uh, situations next time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you have to be very, very careful about your environment for your event. Yeah, you made a really interesting point. I don't want to go too far on it, but I'm just really curious because I imagine if I was hosting an event, this is something I might be asking as a business owner. How common is it? What's the typical percentage of people of attendees, actual attendees versus RSVPs? Obviously, it depends on the event and the preparation planning that goes into yes. it. I imagine it's not too common to have 100% of RSVPs show up. So what kind of numbers do people typically, do you see? in a broad overgeneralization for RSVPs versus actual in-person attendees? Great question, Greg. So it's an interesting answer for that. It depends on the type of event, whether you are ticketing it, Mm -hmm. um, pricing it, actually selling tickets, or Mm -hmm. it's free, and then it can vary depending on that situation. So if it's a free event, a successful attendance rate is 30%. Okay. Mm-hmm. 25 to 30%. You I can know, get yeah. 30 people in the door out of 100 people who RSVP'd. Yeah. Be proud of yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. You did an awesome job. Anything above that, you skyrocketed. You you excelled in marketing your event and getting them to your door. Yeah, especially for a free event. Everybody's, I mean, maybe I'm just projecting here, but I'll be the first one to go through Facebook events like, oh, I'm interested in this, I'm interested in this, I'm RSVP to that. Mm-hmm. If it's a free event, event, there's no opportunity cost. I can say I'm interested in the day of just as I'm not in the mood. Exactly. So that actually seems like a sort of healthy, healthy threshold. Not yes. What about a paid event? So paid events, they're, again, depending on the, the price the price amount that you you price out your tickets, uh, they feel obviously more obligated to attend because <laughs> no one likes to waste money. You yeah. know, I don't know about you guys, but five dollars I could probably handle not going to an event. You know, if a situation arises, but if I pay ten dollars or more, yeah. I'm going to be at that event. You got skin in the game. Yeah, yep. I've got skin in the game. Exactly. So uh, you're more than likely to get a higher attendance rate. You you know. 80s, 90s percent. Mm-hmm. If people don't show, even though they paid for a ticket, it's usually because some obstacle happened where they just could not come. Got it. Awesome. So, I mean, all those all those things in that checklist you talked about, when it, when it comes down to it, what is the most important thing that you really have to plan and think about when when you're um, uh, when you're planning out an event? Time. Time. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Time is. It's such a commodity. It's it's such a prioritization in our personal lives and our professional lives. And many people just assume that they will have the time to plan mm-hmm. an event. And some people do, but it takes it always takes more time than you estimate it's going to take. So be sure you estimate your time wisely and then add more time to it. Mm-hmm. I promise you it's going to even as a planner who's been doing this for several years, it usually always still takes more time than you think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, as someone who always underestimates the amount of time it requires, I feel I feel pretty intact right now. No, <laughs> right? No, that's. I mean, that's that's absolutely right. I, I I can imagine that's something you come into a lot. People that have tried to do it themselves, and then they realize they're overcommitted, and they ask you to come in and save them at the last minute because yes. they misprioritize their time. Is yes. that pretty common occurrence? Absolutely. We even get clients who they essentially want event planning a la carte services where they'll, they they claim they'll take care of a specific part of that planning mm-hmm. process. Like I've got the photographer or I've got the venue. I know a few people. Let me reach out to them. I will reach out to them and I will set it up. Mm-hmm. The issue with that is, and just to preempt, we're perfectly mm-hmm. fine with doing a la carte services so long as there is clear communication mm-hmm. and yeah. clear deadlines that are met in, in a timely manner for the event. However, <laughs> in a perfect world, that's how it would work. In right? a perfect world. But in reality, how does it actually play out? Oh, gosh, seven to eight times out of 10, you know, they, they try to meet that deadline. They, they try to reach out to the venue or the photographer, et cetera. And what ends up happening is they come back to me and say, actually, can you do it? Because I just don't have the time, you know. And, and, and unfortunately, depending on the type of event, we may have to charge more because mm-hmm. now we've got to take the time to do that. We don't have a problem doing that, right. but you probably would have saved more money and sanity and resources had you just allowed us to do it for you in the first place. Yeah, when you start coordinating with multiple people at multiple times and trying to do it all yourself, yes. that's it. You're, I mean, you're trying to spin plates at that point. You're yes. trying to get them all done. I mean, yeah, let the let the professional handle that for sure. <laughs> I don't know, my side. So we've created a checklist. We've prioritized our time and where we're going to spend it. What's the next thing somebody's supposed to do when they're planning their own event? Budgets, budget, budget, budget. What does that mean? Just set a price line for yourself. Set set a a goal in regards to the funds that you want to spend on this event. Now, that may change. In fact, more than likely, it will change, especially if it's your first event that you're you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it'll go. It'll get higher. It actually could drop. But the point is, do set a budget mm-hmm. and be clear with us as planners what that budget is. Uh, oftentimes, I get clients who, uh, for, for two reasons, usually choose not to share the budget with us in the mm-hmm. beginning. One, they have no idea how to set that budget. They've never done this before. And we're happy to consult with you on that. Or two, there's, there's, a, there's kind of a big portion of, of trust factor. Mm-hmm. It's your money. And you don't necessarily want us to take advantage of that. I completely understand that. However, as a planner, we can't hit a target that we can't see. So we can't try to stay within your quote unquote budget if we don't know what that scale is. Furthermore, we're more likely to save you money when you communicate your budget in advance as opposed to flying blind with it. Mm -hmm. It also helps us be more efficient with our time and research in finding the right vendors, uh, promotional products, deck decor and resources for your event. We're even going to work harder to try to be more feasible and, and get discounts for you. We can even negotiate more when we have a set budget in mind. Gotcha. So it's essentially, assuming that you have a more ethical event planner, by simply being upfront and transparent with your, with your budget, they're more likely to be able to save you money either through better rates with venues or by making sure that your money's spent on the right things. Is that overgeneralizing? No, no, that's great. Yes. And and I do realize, you know, 
which event planner can you trust? Yeah. You know, that, there's always that question. Mm-hmm. In every industry, there are some rules, but on our GoSavvy's end, on my end, we mm-hmm. do our best to keep your goals, your mission, and your budget in mind. We want you to have an enjoyable event, and we don't want you to regret it. Yeah, well, I imagine it's a big part of why you're so successful. Yeah, and a budget really is just like, a, I mean, it's its own separate goal, right? And at the end of the day, it's a subgroup of that. Um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, what what are some of those other goals that um, uh, that clients come to you with or ones you think are good good ways to start thinking about it when you are putting an event together? So, again, I'm going to harp a little bit on the targeting and ROI mm-hmm. for your event. ROI, what's ROI? Return on investment. Ah, yes. I like it. <laughs> yes, you can actually have a return on investment through events as well. Now, how to create an efficient return on investment? Well, it helps when it's an actual measurable goal. So something that we can track metrics on in order to analyze and, and reach that goal or even help us enhance for future events. That type of goal or that type of return on investment can be specific number of sales you want to have from an event, mm. uh, number of attendees. You want to have specifically 100 attendees or number of funds raised if you're a nonprofit. If we have a specific goal in mind, it really helps us scale your event uh, to help you meet that goal. And then does it help? Does it usually help or hurt if they have an event in the past and they've hosted a similar one and you can gauge against? Does that usually help or does that hurt? Oh, it, it helps, completely helps. We actually love, if, if we know you've had the same event in the past and you want help this time around with that same type of event, mm-hmm. then we will definitely ask you quite a bit of details on the event that you held in the past. How did you run it? Where did you run it? How many people showed? What were your costs? Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your, you know, uh, what, how much money did you raise for that event if it's for a nonprofit? Or what, what were your successes and your failures? We want to know this information so we can gauge on how we can further help you improve this process of this event to help it be a better, more successful experience. That's awesome. That is really cool. That's so helpful, Savannah, to, uh, uh, to all the people out there thinking about uh, putting, a, putting a show together an event together hopefully it helps out ruth if you're listening oh yeah <laughs> this um, is for you. yeah so so part of our show tradition is to kind of go through the entrepreneurial dilemma where you know it's like you have to pick three of the five of the key uh key focuses that uh, we have to look at in life so out of family friends health and fitness sleep and successful business what's your top three and why oh gosh <laughs> uh so out of family friends health fitness sleep and successful business gosh my top three would definitely i can't pick three that's a tough one isn't it (laughs) hence the dilemma there's no right or wrong answer what's your feeling today okay well what i'm feeling today would definitely be my health and fitness Mm -hmm. i I, i'm just coming off of a five-day multi-event event event week (laughs) so I'm a little bit tired, but um, so health is definitely a priority, especially with my type of schedule. Family, without the support of my family, I simply just wouldn't be where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put one out there that actually isn't listed, Faith. Oh, Oh. there you go. Curveball. Faith is a big one for me. Um, It helps helps me keep going. That's fantastic. So just uh, before we wrap things up today, uh, Savannah, where can people find or follow you? 
Absolutely. So uh, myself, my company, we're plugged in on in all the social medias. Mm-hmm. However, you can uh, find me either at my company website at www.gosavvy.biz. That's G-O-S-A-V-V-Y dot B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra. You can also find me at LinkedIn. Just type my name, Savannah Bessero. And through my business Instagram at GoSavvyUSA. Perfect. We'll make sure to drop that in the show notes too so people can find you really easily. So if you have a question, you're listening right now, and you have a question that you'd like answered, go ahead and give our question line a call at 832-377-7998 and leave a voicemail with your question. Again, it goes straight to voicemail any day, anytime. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, this podcast is only made possible by our absolutely amazing referral team, First Class Referrals. We meet every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. via Zoom. So if you're looking to grow your business and if you like referrals, register to visit our next meeting at firstclassreferrals.com. Until next week, remember to subscribe for new episode notifications. And of course, as always, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for today. I'm Greg Mellon. And I'm Andrew Buckham. You are now free to move out the cabin. <laughs>